When we allow ourselves to move deeply into the creative medium we love, whether that's literature, music, film, visual arts, or something else, sometimes the medium carries us, speaks to us, comforts us. In this episode, I share my account of a moment when literature and music worked together to bring me peace in a faraway place. And I'll introduce you to my favorite mystery series in which the main character is an exorcist in the Church of England. Have you guessed the series? Stay tuned to find out. Hi, I'm Catherine. Thank you for joining me on the third episode of House of Books. Frequently in reading challenges, the question comes up, do audiobooks count? Yeah, it's not even frequently. It's every time. It always comes up. Maybe it's the context. Uh, the fact that we're calling it a challenge means that reading is being viewed as a virtue rather than a pleasure. Maybe it's a throwback to when we had to write those elementary school book reports. I don't know. But my question is, why not audiobooks? We've been listening to stories for thousands of years before we started putting them on cave walls, papyrus, vellum, or paper. Parents, siblings, and others told us stories when we were small children, and we still love to listen around the campfire. A perfect example is Jim Harold's Campfire Podcast. By the way, Jim Harold is the OG of podcasting. You should check out his great Campfire podcast and his other podcasts. In some cultures, spoken word continues to be the medium of choice. After all, what's a song if not a story? Sometimes the two converge. That happened to me. I've mentioned, I think, that I get anxious when I travel. So a year ago in May, so May of 2021, we traveled over 2,000 miles to see our son in California. And of course, we were glad to see him and the visit was wonderful, but I got anxious. I just do when I travel. On one evening of our visit, we went to the city of Orange. A few streets had been blocked off so pedestrians could stroll through the area. The air was warm, but not hot. The level activity in the area was pleasant, not crowded, but not deserted. Still, I was anxious because I was far from home. By the way, I think that's the name of a song. I'm not sure. We went into a cafe, and as I waited in line for my decaf latte, a song played on the overhead music. Immediately, my anxiety melted away. I felt grounded and affirmed. It felt like music found me thousands of miles from home, and here's why. I swear there's a reason. I swear these two line up. <laughs> my favorite book series is Phil Rickman's Merrily Watkins series. Reverend Merrily Watkins is a delivery consultant, which means exorcist, in the Church of England. And I'm avoiding spoilers here because I really want you to read or listen to the books. A main character in the book is a musician who honors and admires a British singer named Nick Drake. There also happens to be a real-life song that honors Nick Drake, and that song is Life in a Northern Town by the Dream Academy. Although the song refers to a northern town in the United Kingdom, and of course to Nick Drake, it's cheered me through Michigan winters for years, and that's the song that was playing at Sunset in a Cafe in warm, sunny Orange, California in May of 2021. Although everyone else in the area could hear it, that song held a special message for me, and that message wouldn't have felt quite as personal if I didn't know about the Nick Drake, Merrily Watkins connection. About the Merrily Watkins series, you could call it a mystery series, a horror series, or just gothic fiction. There's always a death, always a ghost or supernatural event of some kind, and Merrily is often called upon to exorcise demons or ghosts from people or places. The ghostly part of each book is of the shivery variety. You'll be engrossed rather than terrified. Lots of dark rooms, trees tapping at windows, dreams, my favorite kind of horror. There are suspicious deaths, usually murders, in the series, and local police, specifically Franny Bliss and his boss, Annie Howe, work to solve those mysteries. 
They usually work in parallel paths with Merrily, but sometimes the paths intersect. I was tickled to discover this series years ago. Tickled is a weird word. I was pleased. I was pleased to discover this series years ago. And outside of a Phil Rickman Facebook group, which consists mainly of people who live in the UK, I've never met anyone who already knew Merrily, Jane, and their friends, Law Robinson and Gomer Perry. So I'm introducing them to you now. I've read one print book, but the rest I've listened to through Audible. Emma Powell, who narrates all but the first book in the Audible editions that I purchased, is the perfect voice for this narration, and her voice is immersive. You will feel surrounded by the story if you listen to her. There are 15 books in the series now, I believe, and I often re-listen if I'm otherwise between audiobooks. I'm never tired of these books. If you're interested in a quick, free, mildly scary, and funny Halloween listen, check out the LibriVox recording of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. There are several editions, but I like the one by a narrator called Chip. It's less than 90 minutes, and Chip's voice is great. He reminds me of the male narrators on the informational movies we watched in elementary school in the 70s. If you grew up then, as soon as you hear his voice, you'll know what I mean. To jog your memory, this is the story of Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. Highly recommend. For today's stop on the A to Z Mystery Tour, let's stay with the A's. Susan Wittig Albert is the author of the China Bales Mysteries, in which attorney-turned-herbalist China helps solve crimes while running her herb shop, or her herb shop, depending on your inclination. For me, this is a three-star book out of five. She does a good job painting a picture of China's storefront, although I suspect my visual is more based on other images I've seen of cozy, warm shops with warm, stucco-like walls, interesting nooks and shelves, and bundles of herbs hanging from, or herbs, hanging from the ceiling. I totally made that up, by the way. I can't speak to the specifics of China's shop, but I always build rooms and houses in my mind when I read or listen to a story. Why only three stars? First, three stars is a pretty good rating for me. I still enjoyed the story, which had notable merits. I usually drop the rating one star if I figure out who the killer is long before the detective, which I did in this story, and then I took another star off because of the author's attempt to connote characters' failings through the clumsy use of dialect, in her dialogue. I don't think it's respectful to people who speak with a specific dialect, and it's lazy. This book I read in print. I'm not sure how that dialect would be conveyed in a spoken word um, audio version of the book. The book is a good read, though, still at three stars, and I suspect I'll continue to listen just so I can return to that cozy herbal shop. Thanks for joining me today on House of Books. Links to Marilee Watkins, Nick Drake, The Dream Academy, Life in a Northern Town, and LibriVox narration of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow can be found on yourbookgroup.com. Just hover on podcast slash house of books on the menu and choose episode three from the dropdown. While you're there, leave a comment to answer this question. What favorite story do you remember listening to as a child or an adult without reading, but just listening? Subscribe to discover more books and authors. One of them might just become your new favorite great read. I hope you'll also consider leaving a five-star rating to help others find their new favorite books, authors, or series. And be sure to tell your friends. See you next time.